0: Hello so sisters we are starting this new series of podcasts for the tribe and this week we have David of Akashic Energy. He is an amazing soul and is based in America and has been doing healing for a while so I wanted to talk to David today so that he could talk to you about healing and his healing modality and how he does it because it's very much different to the way that I do the healings With the Angelic Healing Tribe Hello David
1: Hi Claire Thank you so much for having me
0: You're welcome sweet So would you like to explain To the sisters in the tribe Your healing modality And how you How you go about healing a client Well yeah
1: then, um, uh, I've been Doing this work for twenty-three years, and what I use is Reiki and Akashic Record to connect with my energetic, with the uh, client's energetic uh, body. So, like a lot of people know, the Akashic Records as a place where people get reading, they get spiritual guidance, and things like that. For me, I get a very big body-centered energy that I'm working with with my clients. It's like a high-power Reiki. And it doesn't have all the answers that the, uh, a spiritual reading would have, but it has the energy that helps people heal. So, like when I'm working, like maybe if, if you're, people might know about Reiki as being like that white light, light, energetic type of healing that's very calming and very peaceful and very balancing. Where Reiki is used in the sessions, but I uh, so is the Akashic. Integration, right? Connecting your uh, own energy. So when I open their akashic records, I'm actually able to channel how their energy body is flowing within their own physical body, which gives me clues as to where to work. And then I actually, when I start doing the work, whether it be in person or remote, I, I feel where the chakras are blocked at a much stronger pace, like. Um, just uh, a place where I'm really able to tune in with what's going on. So what happens is people that come to me or that or, I do remote sessions, what they do is they end up getting back to their own original energy within themselves. Now, it may not necessarily happen, you know, in the very first session where if they've got a lot going on, but most of the time people do get, I'm doing is connecting with this energy body that isn't blocked and bringing that energy into the client and helping them to the blocks that are there. So that's pretty much it
0: in a nutshell. <laughs> right. It sounds really interesting. What actually got you into the healing modality that you do now? What started this off for you?
1: Well, I actually used to be in corporate many, many, many years ago, trying to fit in. I um, have a master's degree in economics. Went to school, just to try to do true school. It wasn't very easy for me because I really didn't fit in. And uh, but I did, and then I and I accomplished that. And when I got out, I ended up becoming an investigator of insider trading at Chicago Board Options, which is a really very corporate-y type of thing. It sounds interesting, but you're pretty much in a cubicle looking at. Great. <laughs> and it's not very exciting so it' didn't, wasn't very fulfilling and um, for me I just really felt like there was more to life and I had gone through my own childhood stuff that a lot of people go through but I really felt like what was going on in my, my own body was that I just really didn't feel comfortable and I wasn't very happy well I went to a healer and uh, really had uh, it was a healing circle. And it was only me and my then wife, but she, of course, after that, um, it was just us that went there, because uh, I think it was really almost like divinely led, because I went to some of the other ones after that, a lot of people, but the thing was that when he was working on me, it was like, he was on fire, I mean, he was just like, wow, you know, i connecting all these different parts of my body, and, and he was doing it real
2: fast, and I was like, wow, this Eat and I felt really good but the thing was the next day after I went back to uh, I was going back
1: to work um, I felt good inside like I had never felt before I felt energy moving in my body and it was so on my way in I kept on hearing you know don't worry everything will be all right and what I was thinking was that I would quit my job so I actually quit my job and then landed in metaphysical in the metaphysical world, <laughs> and within it's a whole it's a whole story to get there. So I won't like go there. But within three months, I was I was in charge of uh, workshops at a metaphysical book, school. and I was also an employee there. And I got to meet a lot of healers because I was really just in, in depth into in the healing at that point. And within a year of oh, a little bit over a year of that doing some training, I started to see clients. But the thing, what got me into the Akashic work was I was a level two practitioner studying, I think it was in August of 1998, and I had clients that came through, and there would be like these, because at that store that I was at, we also had like healing rooms in the back. So I was able to book clients, and it was very, uh, it was very, it was very, very, a very symbiotic type of relationship where everything that I needed was there. I got mean, the dealers, I have the teachers, and I have the client. And um, I would sometimes be working with my Reiki people, and there would be like this energy that I could feel on top of my head, above my head, that wanted to come through. And I knew it was good, but I didn't understand how it happened. I would sometimes actually like look up to the ceiling and I'm like, well, what is know, what is this? Let me, you know, tap into it. And it just so happened with me being in charge of workshop that uh, some of the people might know uh, Linda Howe teaches the Akashic Records. Well, back then she was pretty much, I think, maybe a year or two into reaching, uh, doing the Akashic Records. But now she's got, like, three books, maybe even more, um, on the Akashic Records. But uh, she was going to teach a class on the Akashic Records. At National Art where I working. and it was uh, she needed some help, and she asked me if I would help her out, and she would gift me the class for the week. And I'm like, okay, yeah, no, that sounds great, because I had heard about the Akashic Records, but I wouldn't have normally like even thought about actually taking the class and paying for it because it was more geared towards reading. So it wasn't an area where I would—I didn't really want to go into for something. I, I just wanted to do it. Well, I took the class and I helped her out. But the first was the uh, first day you work on yourself, and I thought that was pretty cool. I can feel it. she has the energy. But when I actually the next day when you do readings for other people, and that's how the class was set up—do reading, Um, the first time I opened the records for somebody else, I felt that energy that I'd been trying to tap into, or wanted to tap into me, come through my body, and I could feel the energy of the person, their flow of energy, and I was like, wow, you know, I was being such a body fit, and it came through in that class, on that day, that I would be doing the work that I'm doing now, gosh, because people could feel, um, could do readings on me, and it was like, was yeah, kind of like where I was going to go. And I've been doing it ever since and that was back at the end of nineteen ninety eight. Learned the Akashic Record. Wow. And then after that I, and then after that I started work you know, just immediately started working with clients. Um, and to be quite frank with you, at the very beginning it was actually such a big energy shift from reiki that I could only do like one session a day. Uh, because I was kinda it was actually like Really hard on my energy. Not like I was walking away like with anybody's um, energy or anything like that. By by no means it's not like that. When you open the records, the intensity of the energy, at least for me, was like really, really strong. But my energy body wasn't able to hold all of that. Like um, well, I was able to do it as long as I peace myself. It was like I would was almost like expanding inside by being able to tap in with that. So uh, it took me a little while to adjust them to more than one person at the time. And then I got to a point you know, uh, later on that I multiple people. And in our sessions, I
0: can do... what What practice do you do that helps you retain your energy and not give it all away? What is it... Because I know the sisters will well, be interested because yeah. a lot of them do the healing and they're, they're like, I just feel so drained after I've done a healing. So, what? Oh, a, a, yeah,
1: well, I don't, I don't have that problem at, at all. Um, like I said, the, and I'm, I'll get to the, the question because, uh, you know, like for me, when I, when I do an Akashic blueprint integration, I'm really like connecting with the energy of them and not really like doing. Uh, more than holding that energy. Without, I mean, I'm like really moving the energy through and channeling it. And there's a lot of things that happen, but I don't use my own energy. And I think that's the key to any of that, is like even with Reiki or any other type of healing modality, is to let the energy that, that wants to come through, come through, but don't push it in a way that... It, it extends your own energy out. Mm. So I've, I've been very blessed with learning the Akashic Records that You know, like it moved my energy system and it, so that like if I do a straight Reiki session, I don't push energy through, or I don't hold on to hold on to their energy in any way, and just let it flow. I think that's kind of the key with any of that feeling. Um, and it's also uh, one of the things is, too, when we get involved with the person, uh, wanting to heal them and not just stepping back and letting, you know, what's available come through, we can
0: put our own energy into it. Really well. so, mm. so there's that aspect. You know, Like I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, Part of, part of that is, like, really, like,
1: not, you know, knowing your boundaries
0: not, not being
1: able to let go of them.
0: Yeah, not right? forcing it, but letting it flow.
1: Right, right. Because you are not, you know, like, okay, if there's anything that any of these uh, ladies should know is that you're not the healer. You're just the conduit of the energy. The client is the healer. Mm-hmm. And what's available for them will come through. And you, you're not supposed to do more. Or you can't try to do more than that. But if you're getting trained, uh, a lot of times I feel like that, where those energetic boundaries um, go, um, you know, get kind of messed up.
0: You said that you were looking up and around you and you were wondering what it was. So. Right, I could feel
1: it on top of my head. Like, the, like when I was in those Reiki sessions, you know, like there was energy that wanted to come through. So I was like talking to my spirit cat. So it's like, what, what is this? <laughs> I know that there's something that wants to come through and that, and bring, you know, kind of like show me. And I was kinda like, you know, bring it to me. Let me, let me tap into it. And that's when I took the class and, um, you know, came, actually came back from, she was in Portland when I was doing, you know, it was all a line. She was like back in Portland, uh, she moved out there and then moved back to Chicago and um, that's when she came into the store and, you know, we met and, and, you know, got along very well and she offered a lot.
0: Do you think so, that...
1: So they, sorry. No, no, I was just saying I think it was just really aligned, you know. Right. Because I asked. I really wanted to tap into that energy. But without with the Akashic records I
0: would have never been. Do you think that uh, your stellar gateway chakra, which is above your head, you know, we have the third eye and we have the crown and Do you think it was actually oh, yeah. coming through the stellar gateway chakra? Like you'd opened it up. Like some people say, I want to open up my third eye. I want to open up my crown, how do I do it? And I all want like they always seem to concentrate on the third eye. Or the crown but a lot of people don't even think about the other chakras but you're saying it was above your head so do you feel like it was coming through your stellar gateway chakra
1: oh absolutely uh the higher vibrations i believe of what i connect are on that level um I, i really think that also that area was highly developed in me too because mm-hmm. um, I was pretty much out of body most of my life. <laughs> so I think I was, you know, like where you're not really in the root, but you're kind of like extended up. And I think I was always like more like interested in uh, being in dream world and connecting rather than being in the body, which I've changed. If, if that's not correct.
0: Yeah. Mm. Well, you're talking stretch, to
1: some—you're
0: you know? talking to somebody who's really in her own body and is always like floating amongst the stars. So I get it completely.
1: Right. <laughs> well, you know, and we learn how to stretch. We have to, you know. Right. I mean, yeah. You know, my—I remember working with you. <laughs> you're in the cosmic world.
0: <laughs> yeah, trying to ground me—that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well,
0: you know, you can at least put a couple tethers down to do. <laughs> Yeah, right. Well, I, I do you know. tr- try. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, yes. You do. I
0: know. I do try. I do try and be in the three D world a lot more now. But you know. flirting with dragons and unicorns it just is like well you can either do the dishes or go flirt with a dragon or a unicorn I'm off with the unicorns (laughs) sorry see ya yeah right right I mean I I think you would do uh, great work in the Akashic Records yourself because you're
2: already aligned with with with
1: those aspects
0: Mm, it's interesting how would you um, suggest to somebody, well, like, what if somebody was interested in following your footsteps? What would you recommend to someone to step into the world of being a healer? Well,
1: they definitely have to follow their heart. I think that that's part of it, um, because without that, if they're not, if, if they really want to do healing, then then I think that things that These days, there are so many different realities. I I haven't taught this work with the Akashic record yet, and it might not be easy for somebody to tap into because there's, you know, there's differences in the prayers. In my prayer, that's better with the energy body somehow. Um, So I've changed the the records around a lot. So to do the Akashic Record work that I do, Specifically, I, I would say you know like that might be possible. But the main thing to be, let's just say be a healer though is like first of all learn how to channel energy. I think that um, and do it do it slowly. Don't don't do it all at once. Like a lot of people want to be. They've got like these classes where you can be a reader and I think that's ridiculous. It's only been the last uh, probably the last five years that I actually feel like I'm a Reiki like, mm-hmm. To really master something, it, it isn't really like, they have this word that's Reiki master, but it's actually like there's a master symbol that you did. It doesn't mean like you're a master healer at that point. No. So well, I guess this is kind of a long story, but but the thing is to follow your heart and follow the people that are right there to, to learn your healing. I know that you teach this angelic healing that a lot of people mm-hmm. getting a lot out of So that would be like one aspect. Usually, people that are doing the light and are light, light, which I think is just amazing. And then there's all these different blends of you know, how how to heal other people. But the but the thing is, I would say learn put your, and put your feet into it. You know, it, not only just learn and don't just like collect, 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 but actually put it into practicality, actually start doing work on other people. Because really it was when I started doing work with other people that I learned how to because you can learn in classes, but it's really experience. I really did make a lot more out of it.
2: would like I wouldn't even know how to teach my stuff yet because I have to put
1: it down on paper because there's just so many things that happen in session that's all people
0: like multifaceted.
1: Yeah, yeah, because you know it's like okay, I've, you know, like for one thing, when I, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I know this is going off the how to follow the path, but it's like in in a session when I do the work, it's like it becomes very intuitively. Made. Whereas when you're learning in a class, um, it's going to be very more structured. Uh, okay, you put your hands here. Well, what happens when you put your hands? What do you feel? How does it feel? Where are where? You know, and then are you asking where to go next? Like I, I, whenever I'm working on one area, I'm like, what's the next step in, in the back of my mind? Mm-hmm. Because I know, I, and then it will show itself. Okay, like I'll see myself or see the feet. You know, like maybe I'm working on the shoulder. Okay, I go down to the feet. Okay, and then I feel the energy what's going on there. Then when the channeling of whatever needs to be done is done, I get guidance as to where to next. So it's kind of like to be a good healer, I've, at least in energy-based kind of stuff, there is a lot less structure and more intuitive work, I believe, in order to do You know, there are systems out there where, you know, you go this way, you go that way, and then follow through. And if you really want to heal, you know, like somebody clean or something like that, you know, might give guidance. But, but I think a lot of, of real uh, powerful work happens
0: through it. So to to understand and channel people's energy, if a sister was to start trying to channel her energy, what would you recommend? Would you start? Would you recommend starting with meditation? Well, when you say
1: channeling, are you talking about for? own stuff or
0: for other Yeah, because a lot of people don't even understand their own energy. People don't understand how, don't understand their energy, don't understand how to tap into their energy. So what would you suggest to a sister as to how to start tapping and understanding their own energy?
1: Well, I'd also have to say, like, one of the things that I've noticed a lot of healers, and I didn't go through this myself, is that they will learn healing, but they won't receive it for themselves all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's important because, uh, in order to really tap into your own self, it's actually like move some of the blocks or notice how other people heal. Um, and I'm just saying that as, as
0: kind of like I've seen it so many times come in for Reiki classes, but they've never received Reiki. But mm. like, well, you, you know, but, what are you doing? But I think that's kind of like in, in life, you know, you've got a you've got a guy who's a builder in construction and he goes out and he's really fantastic, but you go to his house and it's falling apart because he doesn't bother working on his own house. And you go there and there's holes in walls, <laughs> right. and, walls and, and you're like, well, you're a builder. You, you know, why don't you repair? Say, well, you know, I don't have time. I do other people's instead. And or a car mechanic, you know, and his car's spluttering down the road, and meanwhile he's working on everybody else's cars and not his own. Oh, I'll get round. How many times do you hear, oh, I'll get round to it? One day I'll get round to it. Oh, and yeah. They just don't, right, and right, it's the right. same and with healers. Like that. Right. And yeah, right, that's actually a place to
1: start. But, uh, you know, for, for me, I think, uh, okay, like, uh, you know, like, meditating is one thing. Uh, there's no doubt about it, but actually, like learning how to channel the body inside, learn Reiki. Um, I, I think everybody should learn Reiki level one for you working on yourself, not necessarily other people. But but it opens up the channel
2: of the energy for other people or for themselves. Mm. So so that's one way of of tapping.
1: Meditation all day long. if you're if you, if you don't know how to put your hands on on yourself and start blocks for yourself, it might be a little harder. Mm. So when I when I learned level one, I think that that was really great. But then I would make work on myself um, a lot easier. It, it is actually like something that happens. Body
0: channel, so you know, I just think that everybody, I think it, and I sometimes think that people experience energy in sort of like different ways. You know, like if you have a meal and you put it down in front of everybody, you know, each person will have a different opinion about the food that's being placed in front of them. You know, so I think it's really like I do angelic healing, but I've never done any. Reiki practitioner work, and yeah, right. And you're coming
1: from a, you're asking a Reiki practitioner, you know, like,
0: who's learned Reiki. Mm-hmm. But there's so many other things out there, and and to learn your work would probably be perfect for a lot of people. I'm I'm just, you know, like you're asking me because that's been mine. Mm-hmm. Um, but, there, but there, but there are like things like I think like even the physical work of uh, Qigong. Um, yeah. Where, where you learn how to do energy within yourself, to yoga, where you open up to the energy spent um, through, through physical, and then uh, through the work that you do, and then lightly, You know, like, there's all these different things. Mm. So it's really, like, how, what they're drawn to. Um, I think it kind of goes down yeah. to the whole Tai Chi as well, kind of like how to flow like a river. Yeah,
1: Tai Chi, too. You know, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also working with uh, uh, different crystals, uh, you know, meditating and making sure that your energy is grounded. Like one of the things that I always do is make sure every day that I'm connected to source energy and then, but also connected to earth.
2: Mm-hmm. Getting into that flow. And I have crystals that I hold that help move my energy through. Um, and, and then also just being in touch with nature and, and letting your
1: own stresses out. That's one of the biggest interferences um, in our own energy system is the feelings and the emotions and the thoughts that prevent us from being able to
0: connect with them. It's interesting with you talking about crystals because in the temple teachings last week we were talking about crystal technology and how... Um, when you walk into a shop, when you walk into a store to choose a crystal, a crystal, they're kind of like cats. I think a crystal will choose you. It will say hello to you. You know, it chooses its owner. You, you think that you're walking into a store to just go. A lot of people that like, I'm going to go into a store and I'm going to go buy a crystal, and um, although buy them on Amazon, which I'm that that I struggle with. But I always, like, going to the store and I think, like, people will say, I'm going to go choose a crystal, go buy a crystal in the store. I go into the store and go, which crystal is going to talk to me today? Which crystal wants to come home with me? And we did the whole crystal technology of the elementals within crystals that speak to us. Kind of like, if you imagine, kind of like a little fairy or a cat. You know, within a crystal, it's actually talking to us. So oh, yeah. you know, and we so we've been we've been talking in the temple teachings about crystal technology and the elementals in the crystals and how they talk to us. and crystals are really important. You know, they're not just pretty little things that we've put on shelves. they're really important, especially in healing. I mean, in the angelic healings that we do, we use a rose quartz as kind of like, love and compassion and this is how we're healing through rose quartz but we have it magnified by five clear quartz around around the body so for us it's kind of very simplistic it's a rose quartz and five clear quartz to do that whole magnification but people you know send to buy crystals and go well you know it's pretty but it's more when we when we're on a healing level, it's more than just being pretty. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, that's what we're drawn to. Mm. Yeah, and um, you know, there's a lot to be said about the power of crystals. I ended up, uh, you know, having I ended up having a room of crystals in my office. Um, and the
1: thing, it's, it's a little crystal shop that you know, it's like. I don't know if it's really more for my clients or for me. Something. You know, I'm not there holding on to them, but the difference in my world is that I don't feel like, after after I set that up, I didn't feel like I like always needed to get out to the wood. Mm. I really
2: don't feel like I need to as much
1: because I'm receiving that earth energy here in my office. Oh, uh,
0: when, but, when we were in Glastonbury a few weeks ago. There's a store. There's a shop in Glastonbury, and there was a geode that had been cut in half, and it made perfect amethyst angel wings. And it was like, oh boy, I so need that. But the price tag was kind of interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're
1: gonna pay for that. Oh my
0: goodness. I think I think I think one set was like seven thousand, and the other was like five. Wow! Yeah, I wow. mean, it was like yeah. some some serious moolah to put down for some amethyst <laughs> <laughs> Angel wings, are, And now it's of- to Vinny. Wow, that would look amazing in my new office. And he's like, "Oh, god." Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that that might be more the ego coming through than the uh, you
1: know. Well, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it yeah. It, you know, it fits, it
0: fits well, and you know, but it's like, but I, but I do
1: believe like. You know,
2: like, if, if that was really meant for you, like, you know, like, it would, it would work
1: out, like, where you would have walked out of there. Yeah. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, uh, you know uh, what I mean? Yeah. But uh, I, I totally believe that, like, what you're saying, The fact, I just kind of want to go back to that, that, you know, like, the crystals do pick you. Know, you don't, it's like, whenever a client comes in, they're like, which crystal should I get? And I've got some couples like like that. I'm like, well, which ones are you trying to Mm. More like that, rather yeah. than like like what what, is, what you know like me picking something for you as
1: an active thing. Yeah. You're it, able
0: to get you the right crystal. Yeah. See, it's interesting because in the sisterhood tribe and the forum we have a crystal of the week. So every Monday, I put I share knowledge about a crystal, and it's interesting. Then in the chat group. Um, who has the crystal uh, or, oh, I haven't seen that crystal before and that looks really interesting and I'm drawn to that crystal or, uh, yeah, yeah, I have that crystal and it's on my arm. I've got it in a, I think we did a Labradite and someone went I have a Labradite bracelet and, and shared a picture of a the Labradite, you know, beads. And the shiny, yeah. Mm, yeah, well, but we, we come yeah. up with some... <laughs> this this week it was uh, sugar light, but the week before it was petrified. Oh, I
1: love right,
0: oh. and then the week before it's got we
1: such had. A beautiful feeling.
0: Yeah. It does, and the week before we had, uh, petrified wood crystal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To which one of the sisters was like, "So who scared the wood?" <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Petrified wood is
1: pretty interesting. It's, uh, it is because you're getting that connection.
0: Earth. The earth. Grounding. Very grounding crystal. Right, right. right. Mm. Yeah. So you can do. I I ended up
1: collecting a whole bunch of Lemurian crystals. That's actually what I have on them. They're they're regular crystals. They have those uh, little lines on them that are barking. Yeah. They just put out such an immense energy, that even the clear crystals, which I think a lot of
0: clear crystals are pretty neutral when mm-hmm. they have those little, bar, uh, almost like a bar code yeah. feel them.
2: They, they light up and the energy
1: is really...
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, well, at the moment, I'm still into my um, Larimar, but then that's the, the Lamarian side of it. Oh, I love that! I love <laughs> Yeah.
1: We both love the same crystals. Like that's, yeah. There's just something dreamy about that light blue.
0: It's just amazing. It is. If you get the right one, it just looks like ripples in a swimming pool and yeah. on the sea. But, but yeah, it's, it's like that in the staurolite,
1: and they, they all have that beautiful. Uh, Kunzite is
0: another. One. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we could talk about crystals and of course, for hours. Rose, of
1: course. Right. Oh, yeah, we could go left and right. But yeah, we all love, you know those,
0: uh, those uh, higher vibrational energy ones mm, I know, I, I recently I was given a crystal back to me after several years of not seeing it, that was and been a gift to me, which was a selenite heart and I took it out and I was like I hadn't seen it in 20 years <laughs> was, it had been a birthday present and it was like dang haven't seen you for. A well, what was it <laughs> in
1: your closet or something? No,
0: I had left some things with a friend when I went to go visit New York, and then I stayed in New York, and they just oh. they just uh, stored some of my things for me for quite a while, and in amongst it all was this selenite heart that I left here twenty years ago. Yeah. Mm. Wow.
1: And selenite has just become really popular. Lately.
0: It has, and it has. Selenite. Such,
1: selenite, you know.
0: Wonderful lunar energy with it, you know. As, as far as the goddess energy goes, it's amazing. Yeah. Mm. But then we have had a, a we had a category in our tribe called the Divine Feminine Rising, which is about, you know, connecting with yourself within and con- balancing the feminine divine against the masculine. But then we are now entering into the Age of Aquarius, which is all about the feminine divine rising. So it's interesting times ahead.
1: For both men and women,
0: exactly. And,
1: you know,
2: mm. it, it's not just the one one world anymore. We're gonna,
1: uh, you know, like where it's so masculine dominated. Uh, I'm am really amazed at the difference in how men are coming more like me. Mm. <laughs> 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 you know, they really opening up. It really is kind of you know. I, I've been on this trip and I. Astrology doesn't really allow me to be over overly masculine. So um, it's just nice to see a lot of uh, feelings and
2: going through healing.
0: It is. So if one of the sisters here in the tribe would like to contact you, um, I will put the links below on in the, in the Yeah, put so my website as the main one because you know it's so hard to get in touch with somebody um Instagram, because uh, mm-hmm. I'm uh like, kashik Energy on Instagram and TikTok, but uh, if you're not connected with me then you know sometimes those it can be hard. You can from. go into like a
1: Yeah, so I'm at um Chi is probably the easiest way. So this you know, hmm and um, because that's just probably the best way right now um, I'm eventually going to get my calendar up and running on uh,
0: uh, uh, Instagram properly
1: Wonderful. I'm also on Facebook too but yeah thank you so much I really appreciate
0: it I will put the links below and I want to say thank you so much for spending this time with us Today, I really greatly appreciate it And thank you for sharing your thoughts on the healings And how it is so different to just being Not just being a Reiki healer But being slightly different from a a Reiki healer By accessing the Akashic Records I've had a healing from you And it was amazing Because I could feel you tugging on my energy While you were doing the healing on me well, I, think, I don't know whether you were tugging on the energy healing me or trying to tug me back down to the ground so you could finish healing me. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I, you know, like, like I
1: said, there's, there's a, there, there is a separateness there. With, uh, me being able to connect with your energy, but that, like, really mm, that's really taking on. Absolutely. The beauty of, of this type of work
0: is that when I close the
1: record, then I can walk on with my day and not really feel what's going on.
0: Sometimes I don't even remember what comes up. <laughs> yeah I know sometimes Not people often. ask me for a reading on their lives and then or I'll, I'll give a little reading on the lives and then afterwards they'll be saying to me so what what did you say because it for us are you know something happened or I got called and what what was it you said I have no idea because many times on the, in, when I was doing the Instagram lives a lot, I would just be yeah. zoned out I would just be staring off into space. And telling them what spirit was telling me, but not really, kind of like spirit taking over. And I was just reiterating what spirit was saying without me actually taking it in. And then they'd say, well, what exactly. you, what what was my mom saying? I'm like, oh, I have no idea, darling. <laughs> no idea, you know. And that's why I used to end up saving it to the feed because I was like, I don't know. I've saved it to the feed, girl. Go look at it, because I was too busy channeling. Mm. Absolutely. So I want to say thank you again. And um, so I want to say to the sisters... If you are interested in an energy healing from David or you have any questions for him, um, the link is below. Just click on the link and you can contact him through the website. Thank you so much for listening to this. This is a new series that was starting off in the tribe. And I really appreciate you, sisters. And as always, muah, kisses on your face, guys.